Welcome to One Time. Every moment is a story, though some stand out more than others. The times we remember, the times that have shaped us into who we are today. From powerful moments to life-changing events, these are your stories of happiness, sadness, peace and fear. Here is where you tell everyone about that one time. This story is titled The Door. It tells the unsettling tale of an unexpected visitor and a young brother and sister who had no choice but to hide. My life, like all, had its ups and downs. It may be a cliche, but it's undeniably true. Life is a roller coaster, especially in your teenage years. But sometimes this roller coaster takes a different route, and instead of simply going up and down, side by side or looping around, it enters a tunnel, a dark tunnel. A tunnel of sadness, grief, anxiety, or in my case, fear for my life. It was only a moment in hindsight, it probably only lasted about five minutes, but its impact would stay with me forever. This is the story of the most frightening moment of my life. Back in high school, year nine, the day started like any other. Go to school, try but fail to pay attention, go home. I joked with my friends, gave excuses about incomplete homework, ate my lunch at recess, the usual. At the end of the day, however, it took a turn for the worse when my ribcage made fast friends with the corner of a desk. Yes, my friend had wrestled me a little too hard. You know the kind. Bigger but proportionate. Super strong but doesn't understand when it's getting too much. That one. He had me up against a window as the class waited for the final bell to ring. I slipped to the side. The desk hit me hard and the teacher, who had previously been ignoring our undoubtedly annoying behaviour, suddenly took quick attention. I lay on the ground, winded, gasping urgently for breaths I couldn't take. One of my ribs had fractured, and I was in searing pain. The school called my grandma to come pick me up, and it was her who took me to the doctor, took me to have an x-ray, and helped me into the house. My little sister was already there, and my grandma helped me onto the couch when my dinner would be delivered to me. Just sitting upright was hard. Any movement was agony. Simply eating proved difficult as both my hands were occupied pushing down at the cushioning, trying to keep my sitting weight to a minimum, relieving the pressure from my ribs. Grandma left me with my sister. Knowing my mum would be arriving home soon, and despite my pain, I knew I wasn't unable to cope without her. To be honest, I think I had already started feeling a little better, knowing I wasn't going to have to go to school tomorrow. I hadn't had a great day, but I had no idea what was right around the corner. I had no idea the day was going to turn much, much worse. Someone was coming. My sister and I sat in front of the TV, eating our dinner. To my memory, I don't think we were talking, just a quiet room with the TV at regular volume. 
It was the kind of dinner that was regular, uninteresting, forgettable. And it would have been, if it wasn't for the sound that had come from the front of the house. The stiff handle of the fly-screen door beyond the closed entrance turned. Mum must be home, or maybe our brother. The handle turned again, and then it turned again, but harder. It was now that I started to pay attention. Whoever was coming home was turning the handle, but there was no sound of a key entering the lock. The handle turned again. Harder. 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 And then followed with a bang. My sister looked at me. The noise at the door was loud and unnerving. The sound had turned from insistent to violent, and my sister and I sat in locked eye contact. Then the sound changed and chilled us to the core. The screeching of the fly screen's hinges. It had opened. Get inside your room, open the door, and hide behind it. I whispered urgently to my sister, her face now white with fear. I turned the TV off with the remote and went to get up to do the same, only to be reminded about the pain. I pushed through the stabbing ache, heaving under my bandages, and I lifted myself from the couch. The adrenaline undoubtedly made it easier, and I promptly followed my sister to the back of the house. Our bedrooms were at the far end of the house, and our doors stood opposite each other, divided only by a narrow walkway. It was usually an undesirable arrangement as we rarely got along, but at this time, I was relieved that we were not far from each other. I moved into my room, hands grasping helplessly at the pain in my side, and I hid behind my door. I stood there quietly, wishing the banging would stop, that the person at the door would lose interest and move on. They had gotten past the fly screen, but now the main door stood in their way. The banging continued, getting harder and harder, rougher and rougher. With my breath partially held, I could hear just two things, the banging at the door and the shaky whispers from my sister's room, calling my name. Then, it stopped. The banging, the insistent turning of the handle, it all stopped. I'd like to say I let out a breath of relief, but the moment was still within me. My breath still shallow, I kept listening, making sure it was over. My sister had stopped whispering my name. She had noticed too. It was quiet. Then, out of the silence, footsteps. My heart lifted into my throat, and I could feel it beating in my head. He was inside. The footsteps were loud. They walked with weight and presence. They didn't sneak 
They dropped firmly, hard against the tile floor. Steady and slow. The steps paused momentarily as the intruder reached the multiple doorways, peering into the bedrooms, bathrooms, and any room in his path. He didn't, however, seem to enter any, or take anything. Instead, the stranger kept moving on, checking each room, moving closer and closer to us. I looked around my bedroom for anything I could use to defend myself. There was nothing, except perhaps one thing. I quickly snuck out from behind the door and reached over to the wall corner near my bed. Resting up against the wall was a long and thin, lightweight rod of plastic piping. It had previously been used as a homemade lightsaber, but broke in the middle of a lightsaber battle. It now served as a reaching stick to turn off the light from the comfort of my bed. It was nothing, pathetic, but its sharp broken end was all I could think of that could serve as any kind of weapon. The stick held against my body, I slipped back behind the open door. The footsteps were getting closer, and in what felt like forever, yet also no time at all, the figure stood between our rooms. It wasn't two meters away from us. He had stopped walking and just stood there. This was the end of the road, the ending point of the house. My breath held silent, my heart racing in my head and throbbing in my fractured rib. I readied the stick in my hands with the jagged edge facing out. I was getting ready. When he came into my room, I would take my only chance at surprise. My hands raised up as I tried to ignore the stabbing in my side and listened for his first step. The step that would take him into my room. The step that would show his back to me. But something happened I hadn't considered. He didn't enter my room. He entered my sister's. Knowing she stood hiding behind the door, terrified and vulnerable as he entered her bedroom, I couldn't do nothing. Finding me would be one thing, but finding my sister was not going to happen. I kicked the door aside and raced from my room, the stick held high in preparation to strike down at the stranger, and just as I hurled my aching weight into an attacking thrust, the stranger turned and looked at me. I stopped in the last second, my eyes crazed with fear. There, standing before me, bursting into laughter, was my older brother. It was a prank. It was a joke. There was no intruder. There was no threat. It was just my brother playing a prank. Regardless of the fact that my sister and I were never in real danger, the experience to us was real. The fear we felt, the racing hearts, and in my case, the willingness to defend, was all very real. 
For three months afterward, I slept with the golf club under my bed. It was a vast improvement to my sense of security from the clumsy piece of plastic I had used. My sister needed to undergo months of therapy in response to the trauma. My brother, to this day, is still amused by the success of the prank. But the truly lasting effect it has had on me is one I couldn't have expected. Instead of growing to develop a phobia of such things, it seemed to scare it out of me. Now, around 13 years later, when I hear a sound at the door or a bump in the night, my adrenaline runs high. However, instead of fear, I feel a readiness, with no desire to hide. I have the will to meet them at the door.